welcome to Stidia Cast, where Stidia trash meets Stidia garbage to be a complete Stidia dumpster heap. This season, we are talking about the episodes of Teen Wolf that have made us laugh, cry, and fangirl. Because Lydia Martin loves Style Stalinsky and he loves her too. This is Stidia Cast, and Canon is maybe finally delivering. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season six, episode three episode of StidiaCast. Um, we're talking about Will Wallace's episode, Sundowning. And for those of you who don't know, Will Wallace is that writer on Twitter who is constantly <laughs> <laughs> engaging with the fandom. Um, so it's in- so kind. <laughs> wow. So already we are starting off on kind of a negative note. Uh, so before we get into all the awkward bashing um i'm rachel i'm ron gasm on tumblr i'm claire i'm fudgy the whale on tumblr i'm rachel and i'm mad grad 2011 on tumblr and i am rosemary and i am row your boat on tumblr and let's just get this out of the way guys what did you think of the writing of this episode of teen wolf so for analogy will wallace reminds me of that guy who has the lead at your community theater that won't stop talking about how he has the lead at your community theater. And then you meet someone who's like an actual professional actor and they're the most humble and perfect person ever. That's what it's like. He won't stop talking about how he writes for this show. And he's not... It's not good, guys. It's just not good. Maybe he should stop talking about writing for the show and actually start working on the craft of writing. Oh, Rachel, that was so salty. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so bummed because we ended our episode two studio cast with our red string rating and I gave the episode high rating and this is me because I was hopeful. And then we get this piece of crap, Will Wallace. I'm so sad. And you said that I lowballed. All of you said, oh, be optimistic, Rosemary. <laughs> Well, we're not rating the episode by, like, how they're doing in the season. We're rating the episode by, like, how they are as individual episodes. So I still think you lowballed. I don't think I lowballed. <laughs> the thing is, when I... have a perfect five, you will know it. And it will be majestic and amazing. A perfect five involves Stidia nudity. So... <laughs> oh, no. Not happening ever. Hey, my five is different than your five. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, okay, so what I have to say about the writing is that Everything that he wrote felt really cliche and stilted. Like, the dialogue could have been written by any random Tumblr user. And in fact, a lot of Tumblr users probably could have written the dialogue better. Like, for example... That's mean to Tumblr. For example, the line of that Malia said to Natalie, like, Natalie's like, think positive thoughts. And Malia's like, I'm positive I don't want to be here. And I'm like, oh, Will, nice one! Yeah, it was so good at writing teenage girls. Oh my oh, god, you're killing it! I feel like he might try to hide behind the. Well, I mean, she's acting out of character because Styles isn't there. I don't believe that. I don't. I don't think she's not Malia because she didn't doesn't have him there. Like that's not the logic we're using in anything else. So why is it sloppy with her? And it felt like with all of the characters, just in terms of the writing, that they were all a little bit out of character this episode, which was so disappointing because we saw such incredible interactions, especially in episode two. And so to see them kind of like devolve like this, it was, it was frustrating and grating. And then the, the 
2.0 scenes were just so painful and awkward to watch. It was just, un- for me, I just did not enjoy them at all. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier, but I really, and I was told that I, I had to say it on Speedcast, but I would like to start timing Liam, Hayden, Layden makeout scenes so that we know how much time we could actually have more plot in instead of them making out with each other. I, I just that's my bathroom break. That's your it's a good I bathroom. see them together. <laughs> you show you need to have a good bathroom break moments and the commercials, Rosemary. But I'm like <laughs> we can have I, like, I don't watch commercials, I watch online. I watch an uh, hour later, so we're talking like five more minutes of plot here, but instead we get like them eating each other's faces, which is unnecessary. Well, and the thing is, like, uh, Rachel, it's always Lydia, pointed out something brilliant, which is that Scott got this huge bomb dropped on his head this week, and he didn't get a chance to react, and he didn't get a chance to internalize it, like, in a way that he wasn't surrounded by Malia and Lydia. Like, they were there watching this bomb get dropped on Scott, and he the, the show didn't give him a chance to register it. And it, like, breaks my heart that they are constantly making him second fiddle in his own show, especially because the most popular character on Teen Wolf is Styles. Like, nobody can refute that. He just is. Like, I'm not saying that, like, he's all of your favorite character, and he's not mine. My favorite character is Lydia. But he is the most popular character on this show. And when he, I thought that Styles being gone would mean that Scott would have this opportunity to be a leader more than he was, not not as, like, an alpha, but as a leader of the storylines. And mm-hmm. if not Scott, then honestly, I naturally assume that Lydia would be captaining her own storyline and captaining this storyline, which would propel the rest of the plot forward. But instead, the actions that directly relate to the wild hunt itself were actions committed by 2.0. Their entire storyline revolved around the Wild Hunt. And in a weird way, the most boring scenes, the ones with 2.0, were the ones that were furthering the main plot of this season. And that's why it felt ridiculous to have to sit there and watch all of these long scenes because the main characters should be furthering the main plot, but they were they got literally banished outside of Beacon Hills to a nursing home. Yeah. And no, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, I think once we get out of Will Wallace land, I think we'll get more of Scott and Lydia doing what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. But, and I think, and I do agree that Scott is often second fiddle in his own show, which is very sad. But it's also on top of that classic Teen Wolf, let's give all these shit to these people, to our characters and then not give them time to acknowledge the fact that oh, they absolutely. have your I think this is something that happens a lot, though, on the show, that something happens and they don't have time to react to it. Um, and I think this is an example of that, but almost worse. Like, they didn't even mention that it happened. It was like, oh, yeah, okay, this happens. Let us never speak of this again. What a missed opportunity where at the end of the episode, you have Sheriff Stolinski sharing his own experience and story about parental abuse. And what Scott just learned isn't even brought up. And that could have been such a beautiful moment where Sheriff Stolinski and Scott are bonding and he's offering Scott support over what he just found out. And it just wasn't touched upon at all. And so while that scene in the entire episode was probably one of the better scenes overall, which is not saying much, um, 
I, it still felt like a lot, a missed opportunity. And to continue off of that, Rachel, I felt that it was a missed opportunity because it would have been an excellent moment to show that Scott is like a son to the sheriff. And like Scott has this incredible parental bond with the sheriff because we know that in the show, in the canon context, we know that they're close and they're a part of each other's lives. Like Styles brought Scott into the sheriff's life and vice versa. And it would have been an incredible opportunity to show that although Sheriff doesn't have a son, Scott is still important in his life. But instead, we got the Sheriff randomly showing up in Scott's bedroom for absolutely no reason and helping him clean up, clean up alcohol from a party that a bunch of underage kids threw. And it was was, was such a waste. The circumstance, like the scene itself was, you're right, Rachel, was one of the better scenes of the episode mm. but the circumstances surrounding the scene were just really really awkward and made no sense yes sure why are you just like casually walking in here to scott's room now i don't know and in general can i just say every time the call house is trashed melissa never we never see melissa seeing it like how many rants has this poor woman had? Did they just like buy her gift cards to IKEA or like Bed Bath and Beyond all the time <laughs> as compensation? <laughs> what the heck? I love you know, Bed Bath and Beyond. <sighs> I know it's great. Don't we all. Mm. I will say the one character that I didn't meet, like I didn't um, totally hate popping up randomly, was Chris Argent. Wow. Sorry. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, hello, you beautiful man with your beautiful beard. Just making Mama McCall coffee in the morning. I was like, okay. You can make me coffee in the morning anytime. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I am a hardcore, like, I'm all for Sheriff Melissa. My heart of hearts, that's what it is for me. But as soon as that scene started, I was like, oh, I can get behind this. I'm okay with it. I can get under it. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm not there yet. Right? I can get behind it. I can get on top of it. <sighs> I, know, I know you are. We were talking about that. I know you are. I'm, I'm trying. I'm not against it. I'm just not for it yet. I need some more convincing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to happen. Well, at first I was like, oh, that's weird because, like, Scott had sex with Allison. And, like, if Melissa and Chris have sex, that's weird. And then I was like... Uh, that's literally these things will never change, but reversed. I so say, I, I have, have to be okay with it. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite fics. Yep. Yeah. Uh-oh. I will say probably, probably my favorite scenes in the entire episode were with Melissa and Chris. Like I really enjoyed the scene, even though it was gross, um, when they were doing the autopsy, because I think we learned a lot in that scene. Um, and I actually have a theory about the pineal gland. Ooh. I'm going to share it with you guys. Give it to yeah. me, baby. Right. So, Renee Descartes thought that the pineal gland represented the like principal seat of the soul. And I think that's significant, right? Because Douglas is, you know, imbibing that, right? But the pineal gland produces melatonin and is located between the two halves of the thalamus and the brain, which regulates sleep, consciousness, and dreaming. 
which are all major things that have occurred, you know, like major themes that have occurred throughout Teen Wolf. Like every single season has had some kind of theme or or storyline that has to do with dreaming or sleepwalking or night terrors or what have you. And so I just think it's really interesting that that's the particular piece of the brain that he's going after. I've never been more attracted to you in my life. I yeah, you, that, was, that was amazing and lovely and you're a wonderful like, human. Yeah, so hot. And one of those theories is like so good. I don't think it's possible for Team Wolf to actually use it. Yeah. But like really, really good. Like like why can't I got excited. Right. <laughs> I was like, they're proving that you guys are better at this than the Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other thing that really bugged me about this episode, I don't mean to be like super hella negative because I actually half liked this, but also the other half of me didn't like this. It was really gross. Like, this was one of the grossest episodes of Teen Wolf I have ever seen. Like, my mom always says to me, like, oh, Rachel, why can't you watch this crazy horror movie? You watch Teen Wolf. And I'm like, Teen Wolf is campy bullshit, and I have never been scared once on Teen Wolf or grossed out. Like, I've seen Hannibal. Like, that is gross. Teen Wolf is, like, child's play. Tuesday's episode, this episode, was so disgusting disgusting yeah, it's, it's like the difference between seeing the slime on double dare and like walking through a puddle in the street that's yeah. that's literally what the difference is one makes you feel very uncomfortable the other one's like ah, it's happening to somebody else yeah. like, like, I, I'm, I'm like not squeamish in the least and we'll watch whatever like i was a hardcore fringe fan and we got some really really gross shit on fringe this had me like internally cringing and I think I immediately texted Rosemary and was like, This is the grossest thing I've ever seen. You did. You t- wow. You tweeted me. <laughs> you, were like, you were like, Oh my god. This is like fringe. I was like, I know. Oh, and no Joshua Jackson. I know. So I just made every I was just like, oh no. Beautiful man. Beautiful man that is Joshua Jackson. And I was like, I blame the makeup department, and my roommate goes, no. This is Will Wallace's fault, because he wrote it so that it could be done this grossly. And, and like, my roommate isn't... She's, like, she's in Bookler. She's not a fandom Tumblr. She doesn't read Vlog Teen Wolf. Like, she's not in the fandom. She doesn't really know about Will Wallace, but she just, like, pinned it on him like that. She was like, it's Will's fault! (laughs) It is. Everything is. (laughs) Everything is Will's fault. I hope that um, next week we return to our regularly scheduled programming because I honestly felt like Will hadn't read the episode and wasn't the before this one and wasn't getting what the characters were doing in 602. So then he wrote 603 and he's going along with his cliche dialogue and he's like, blah, 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 blah. And then like nobody corrected him. I think, I think you're right. And I think the last episode was so good that this one seems so shitty in contrast, but this is still better than lots of other episodes we've had in the past. It's true. Like this one actually taken away from the first two. It's, it's a decent teen wolf episode, but the first two of the season were so good. Then to go to this, it was just a huge letdown. 5A did that too. Do you remember the first two episodes of 5A were yeah. very strong and 503 made me like throw myself out a window and I was fucking pissed at 503. <laughs> Yeah, like they just, oh, they got to keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they're going to pick it back up in the next one. I think. The, the teasers have seemed pretty good. Um, can we talk about how stupid Liam and Corey are? I don't remember their plot for this episode. 
I tried an entire party oh. to the freaking green light, and they all saw the ghost. Oh, that was so dumb. Dude, I need another reason to hate Corey. And I, when don't we hate Corey? Also, can I just say that green light is some of the worst special effects they've ever done? I love it. It's like season one bad. I love it. I think season one was better. Do you remember what fully morphed Peter looks like, Rosemary? Oh, my God. They tried. That's true. But they, now all of the people at the party have yep. seen the wild hunt. I would rather have something be stylized and have it be stylized poorly than lazy. Yeah. Well, true. Claire, I think that's the plot line for, like, the rest of... So, we know from that spoiler that the actress who played Gwen tweeted... Uh, no, Snapchatted back in, like, like almost a year ago now. That... Um, Jesus Christ, it's been a long time since seasons. Anyways, um... We know from that spoiler that the plot line that, that her and 2.0 are going to be going into is that these teens are now marked, and the 2.0 is going to be hiding the teens from the wild hunt and the ghost riders as they try to find them and take them. So so I think that two po- that's going to be like a really relevant storyline for the next multiple episodes, if not just the next one. Um, so I think we're going to see that like coming back a lot, and that's why it had to happen. But like, well, Corey is already so hated. Like, did we need this? I'm okay with that, but that's such a stupid way to do it. <sighs> I know. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if they're as incompetent at hiding the teenagers as they were at like trying to, to avoid the situation altogether, I, it's not going to be over multiple episodes. They're just all going to disappear like next episode. <laughs> Guys, let's have, let's have a party so that we can protect everyone. I hesitate like, okay, to bash the party idea. Because that was Mason's idea, and Mason is better than, like, everybody else in 2.0. So I'm going to blame Will oh, yeah, for this. Exactly. I'm going to blame Will. <laughs> no, let's blame Will, because Mason... I, I love Mason. I love Mason. Him. Can, can Mason just be all of 2.0, or can he... I want him to judge the rest of 2.0 more. I feel like that's the biggest difference between 1.0 and 2.0, is that Styles always judged everybody, and harshly. And <laughs> I feel like Mason's not quite brave enough to do that, which is part of the reason why I love him. But I want Mason to just, like, lose your shit. Just be gonna be like, Corey, you're stupid. Go away. I broke up with you. You're terrible. Liam, get your head out of your ass and stop making out. <laughs> judge. Salty. Mason, be salty. You, Mason is the one that needs to take lessons from Styles, not Liam. Mason needs to be Styles' child. I just Liam beyond help. So speaking of Styles, let's talk about the part of the plot now that was connected to Styles. Um, Lydia, Scott, and Malia's plots, or plot, I guess, because they're all together. Um, their plots were connected to directly to Styles. They went and they talked to the sheriff, and they talked to Claudia, air quotes, because like we all know Claudia is some sort of shade or something. Or like I, my main theory is that she's like a leader in the wild hunt and she's like sent there to keep tabs on the pack and stop them from undoing what the wild hunt does. But anyways, um, I think that I really liked Lydia in this episode. Oh my goodness. I've never said that before. (laughs) Just kidding. I love Lydia so much. (laughs) I just thought that I would sit here and stare at you guys and you could talk to me about Lydia Martin because I want that. (laughs) I liked when she wandered around the Stolinski house and was trying to find a bathroom, but not really. <laughs> I, okay, I'll go first. Fine. Um, <laughs> Rosemary didn't go. Um, I liked when she, like, hops up to Elias and she's like, I'm Lydia Martin. Like, she doesn't say it like, hi, I'm Lydia Martin. She's like, 
I'm Lydia Martin. Like, I'm the girl your grandson <laughs> is giving it to. And he's like, nah. And she's like, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, if you look at her face when the camera pans out, she's all like, she's hopeful. She like bounces up to Elias and she's like, hey, Elias, it's me, your grandson's girlfriend. And he's like, no, you're not. And the camera like pulls back and Lydia and like Scott's talking to Elias and Lydia's face is like, <laughs> yeah, like there's there's clear disappointments here. Yeah. Like she she thought that she was going to be remembered or like there's, there's gonna be some connection and recognition. Because, yeah, I think it's more about the connection, not that I am the girlfriend. She's not at that point. Here. You know what? You gotta let me have this, Rosemary. I've been living off of it for like the last several days. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You're absolutely right and I am incorrect, but I'm still living off of it. <laughs> Whatever. It was that scene was like that had really good stuff in it, and um, the peas were not the peas. But what, what, what was that? that? Me? What was that? The weird comment later. I think Melissa said it. Maybe the when they're talking about the. The, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound like penis pineal gland or whatever mm-hmm. is the size of a pea. And then Malia was, like, eating peas, and I just thought that was a really weird... Because it was just a detail that didn't need to be included, and I was like, is Malia going to be... Whatever, she's not going to be a cannibal, it's fine. Um, so. But it has to be on purpose. Like, they have, there has to be a reason why Malia was, like, going at the peas, which it is a weird, weird sentence. She was hungry. I think, I think, honestly, it was just supposed to be, like, a funny ha-ha type thing because but it's, Malia but it doesn't peas. necessarily come across as a person who eats Here's the thing. With, but with the writing so poor in this episode that we're all like, oh, that must be significant because <laughs> but no, he Malia tried just, to be funny and it just didn't work. Is that what it is? Or is it actually significant <laughs> the show has ruined us? I'm pretty uh, sure he was trying to be funny and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I think so was. Oh my God. I think a lot of what he did with Malia's character in particular like the regression was just it was frustrating first of all but I think what he tried to do with it was make it humorous in a lot of ways and it it was almost like season four Malia which was just not it was not good oh that's exactly it Rachel enjoys Malia nearly as much as he says he does on Twitter not that I read his Twitter very often because he's yeah it really doesn't seem like he likes her knows how to write her understands her so if he likes her, what is he doing? Yeah. I did, I will say some of my favorite Lydia bits, and I said this too in the first episode, were with Malia. I like the dynamic that they have going and the friendship that they have built. Um, and I did like the little callback to um, what Styles used to say about Malia in season four when Lydia was like, oh, this is an improvement kind of thing. Like when Malia mm-hmm. didn't you know, totally beat up the orderly at the nursing home. Just me. Um, so I did like that a little bit, but still I did too. Like, the thing it, that I it, didn't like about that was that throughout this episode and a little, no, not in the last episode. I've lied to all of us. Not in the last episode. Throughout this episode, <laughs> Scott and Lydia like pass off Malia's behavior as though it's like, it's normal. It's just funny. And there was no disapproval. There was no, like, what are you doing? Like, you can't act like this. And it's weird because Scott and Lydia didn't change this much. And I know that Styles was Malia's anchor. But, like, 
it, it to me, this is such a disservice to Malia's character because it implies that after all the learning that she did, and they keep their learning, it's not like she didn't keep her learning. After all the learning she did, she isn't intelligent enough or good enough to keep that learning in. And I don't believe that to be true of Malia's character. It just feels like an out of character ploy for comedy. And so I didn't like the fact that Scott and Lydia, while they were supportive of Malia, we're not discouraging her behavior in any capacity. They were like, well, this happens with Malia and it is what it is. I'm like, guys, this isn't normal. You need to show that this isn't normal. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And it, I think, like you said, it goes back to them trying to use her regression as comedy yeah. and it not working. Yeah. You got to be careful with that because, you know, comedy at the sake of character development or losing it is really just not worth it. You know, I'd rather have 42 minutes of angst and tons of character development (laughs) than, you know, losing everything, but having it be funny. It makes me think of what they, clearly what they did in season four with her, where they tried to make her kind of like the comedic relief. I think in a lot of ways it wasn't working, which is why there was, I felt like a complete overhaul in her character in season five that made her a lot more likable, a lot more, um, just part of the pack. And and it was such a logical progression too. That that didn't work. And she has grown as a person into this new character that we can enjoy more. And I, I think it's a disservice to her as a woman and a character in general to say that she only had that progression because of styles and then taking away removes that when we haven't seen that demonstrated anywhere else. That's clearly not what they're doing. Why are they doing it here? I think it's just an excuse for sloppy writing and I don't like it. And it's blatant Stalia bait. It's just like, oh guys, look how important styles is to Malia. And it's like the the shippers are taking it as we have hope and the Celia shippers are taking it as the city shippers rather are taking it as well he was important to her and you've got more fandom dissonance and honestly I don't need any more fandom dissonance that we already have I am tired I think it's unnecessary I think it's completely unnecessary like Malia isn't just part of Styles like yeah. Styles isn't part of like it's they're in indiv- they are independent characters and I think it's cheating Malia as a character to imply that and I'm just about like, it the one that helped her grow like, no she got close with Scott she got close with Lydia she even got a little she had a relationship with Kira I mean like Styles was maybe her anchor but she has all of these other friendships to keep her where she was and suddenly it's like none of that ever happened. Well, and why why aren't they reacting when she does things right. then? Why are they suddenly like, not well, yeah, we take better, but apparently we don't care. It's fine. All right, so guys, we are going to go into our new segment, Theory of the Week. And this week, our theory is by K slash Styles Banshee. So hopefully it will enlighten you a little bit more as to what's going on this season. Hey guys, this is K Styles Banshee on Tumblr. And my theory this week is about why does Lydia keep seeing these random women um, and, and it's simple. I think it's obviously because of her connection to Styles. Um, one could argue that it's, you know, the emotional tether, which I do think that's going to play a major part in this, this season's story. I think they're going to um, tie Lydia, the fact that Lydia can hear whatever Styles is hearing at one point or another. 
Um, but I think the lady in the last episode, we saw that she was staring at the wall in which I said, um, I don't know if you guys follow me on Tumblr or Twitter, but I, I mentioned that the, she was staring, staring at the wall in which was supposed to be Styles' bedroom. So I think she's there to give Lydia the clues that she needs to find Styles. I know a lot of people are still confused about the trains and whatever, but I think this is Lydia, Lydia's banshee abilities, cluing her in on something's off, on what's going on with Styles. And I think a major part um, in that yesterday was when the lady, the old lady, showed up um, in the middle of her conversation with Claudia and the sheriff. And she was just staring blankly at the wall. And I think that was, like, the biggest clue that Lee could get right now, which is, you know, going into next week, we see in the previews that she's she eventually does go back there. So I think um, all this is going to soon tie to the fact that, you know, Lydia can hear Styles and where he is, which is why she heard the um, train departures, because I don't know if you guys, again, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Styles is being held at an abandoned um, train station. So I think that is where... Um, Lydia's abilities are directing her to, leading her to, and I'm so excited and interested to see where all of this is going to go. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, that's my theory this week. I think Lydia is seeing these random women, women hearing trains and all that because it's trying to lead her to her love styles. I know I'm biased, but so that's my theory this week. Thank you so much to Kay for our theory of the week for this week's episode of Cydia Cast. Now we are moving on to fan questions, and you guys sent us questions to our Tumblr and Twitter, and so Rachel is going to read one of the questions for us. All right, this is a long one, but it's fantastic. Will Wallace on Twitter, grown, I know, was responding to criticism of his, of his episode's lack of focus on Scott by saying that this is a Scott-centric story because it's centered on how Scott is trying to remember and bring back his best friend. But this episode spent most of its time trying to get us to empathize with Malia and the sheriff, even though at the end, a bombshell was dropped on Scott about his father's well-known horrible history of behavior. Other than Scott finding the picture and saying he thinks his best friend is gone, does anyone else still have no idea what's going on with our babelicious true alpha this season? We know Yes. All right. We know Lydia's emotions and abilities are going to be important this season. Clearly, Malia is also, and plausibly over, invested in getting Styles back, too. So why haven't they delved into Scott being really upset that his brother is gone and he can't even remember his name until the sheriff suggests he might have just or might have been called Styles? Just how would you show Scott some love in this season's storyline if you could? Write better. <laughs> Put it simply, yes. I would oh, I would show him, like, trying to puzzle together moments in his life that didn't feel right. Like, um, for, like, I think that I would have him start writing down moments that were weird, like the locker and playing lacrosse with Liam. Like, we've gotten moments that felt off for Scott, and I want to see him reacting to them and cataloging them and going, wait this doesn't feel right. I know this doesn't feel right. And then like trying to put it together like a puzzle, like we would 
see Styles doing. Um, also, giving Scott the opportunity to talk to Lydia after she says, I think I loved him. Like, to me, the thing that I want most out of this season, more than anything except for a city a kiss in the reunion episode, is that Scott and Lydia will talk about the fact that both of them love a person and like Lydia's in love with him and he's Scott's best friend and like it's the same person because that gets that gets to me and I want it to get to them too when Scott was so bothered when he said in maybe he was my best friend and he he was really bothered by that and I just I want to see him not just look for styles and places where he thinks he should be but when he's reacting to things, be like, oh, and I want this foil, and that foil's not there. I can't just be like, mm-hmm. oh, and then there's this action, and someone's not there. I want it to be more of an emotional reaction. Claire? We already have, like, we know that there's a little bit of turmoil going on, and after all, we have the Deaton and Lim famous speech. So we just, honestly, we just need more screen time for Scott. Like, as much as I do love the Lydia stuff that's happening, I don't know, maybe this is where if we cut those bleeding makeouts, we could have more time for Scott yeah. figuring out his feelings. Um, but we definitely, we really do need Scott and Lydia talking out their feelings and maybe just the two of them doing more detective stuff together without Malia Sometimes, I mean, I do like including her, but I feel like sometimes maybe just Scott and Lydia need to do it together. Um, because I feel like this is yeah, Scott's I, story. Like, this, this is Scott's best friend, and St- Scott and Styles were the opening of Teen Wolf. Like, they were the beginning of everything. They are the show's most long-lasting and important relationship. And the fact that Scott's being glossed over, not only for Lydia, which, like, as a Lydia fan and an Astidia shipper, I'm like, I'm okay with it. But also, I'm not okay with it. Um... And, but not only for Lydia, but, like, for the sheriff and for Malia. Malia, who we just met two seasons ago. Like, it really bothers me that Scott's being shoved to the back burner. And I'm, like, racking my brain trying to think, like, what did Scott do? What did Tyler Posey do? Like, why are they doing this to this character? And I can't find logical writing reasons behind it except for immaturity on behalf of the staff. And it's bugging me. I yeah. think, honestly, it's it's... Again, lazy writing because, yes, we have Skiles, as I have been known to say, is the true love story of Team Wolf is Skiles. Um, and we've had so much of that that finally we have the Stidia come to the forefront, and it's easier to write that motivation easier than writing Scott, like rediscovering his best friend, sort of. Because it just has more, I don't know, it has more emphasis behind it now. And I feel like they don't know how to write it, and so they're not. Like, I don't think there's any weird stuff going on. I think they just honestly don't know what to do with this character. Which, you know, is even worse, because, like, you're writing this show. Figure out what to do with your character. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I can think of lots of things to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's not be too ruthless when we do our red string ratings for this week. Um, Claire, I'm going to let you start because you are the most decisive person on this universe. <laughs> In this universe, my goodness. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> um, okay, I'm giving it a 2.5. Rachel? I'm going to concur with that, and I'm also going to give it a 2.5. Yeah. 
Rosemary? Two. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with 2.5 because two for me is season four level, and I don't think we've gotten that bad. So <laughs> that's season what I'm Season four at. is about a 1.5 for me. Uh, okay, so in our own personal scales, it makes sense where we're going. Yeah, all right. we're all in about the same place. All right, thank you guys so much for talking to me about this fun episode of Teen Wolf. Um, I hope to see you next week, and I hope all of you enjoyed Jade slash Wells Jaha's ghost live tweeting on her Twitter account. Tune in next week for another awesome special guest live tweeter. Um, And, yeah, I hope you enjoy the next episode. We will be back with more discussions about Cydia and Teen Wolf next week. Thank you for joining us on this week's Stidia Cast. After next week's episode of Teen Wolf, tell us what you think of it by emailing stidiacast at gmail.com and your comment might be featured on our show. Don't forget to follow us on our Tumblr, Stidiacast, or our Twitter, Stidia underscore cast. A special thanks to our editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, and to our wonderful anonymous donor for making season three of Cast possible. See you next week for more shenanigans. You bring the tissues and we'll... Actually, we should probably be bringing tissues too.